Hello, it's D-List, the podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. Let's get into the whole Spotify versus the doctors and Neil Young and Joni Mitchell over Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Television's just, Joe Rogan. I don't think he's even, he's not on TV anymore. Spotify's Joe Rogan. Is he used to be. Pretty much what former, it, yes. former person who appeared on television a couple times, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and he so he has one of the biggest podcasts on Spotify. Yeah. He has been accused of spreading COVID lies. I shouldn't say accused. He has spread COVID lies to his million upon millions of listeners. They say is 11 million listeners. That's, that's a lot. That's not much more than us. That's like maybe a few million. I'm not good at math. I don't even want to try to estimate. 10,999,998 more than us. So we're, we're like, we pretty much have the same viewers, uh, listenership. We're on the same level. So we're, we have authority to speak on this. Yeah. But if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, we're, we're jealous of you. Probably, but um, Joe Rogan. So he's a stand-up comedian. He was is also like into taekwondo and martial arts. Um, mm-hmm. He, on top of doing stand-up comedy, he was also an actor. He was on news radio. That's where I remember him yes. from. First. Me too. He was like he was like the handyman or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I liked him. I didn't dislike Joe Rogan on news radio. Yeah, he was fine. He was fine, yeah. and. Um, and he also has hosted and commented on like UFC, uh, UFC matches. And he also hosted Fear Factor, which is, yeah, where everybody knows him from. He, most people know him from probably from Fear Factor. He hosted that for a few years. So, yeah, he's, <laughs> his job was to tell the contestants to eat a blended rat. I will never forget <laughs> That uh, that <laughs> fucking challenge or whatever you want to call it when they have to blend a rat. That's and disgusting. That, that's when I, I'm done. I I mean yeah. So he hosted that. A lot of people know him from that, and now he's a huge podcaster. And just you know, for this story, we should make it clear that he didn't go to med school. No, he no, has no. no kind of medical degree or medical training. Or I mean, he may have come second place in a game of operation yeah i would that's realistic i would say that's a realistic assumption yeah i think that like if i had to estimate i would say perhaps he went to high school science class and fell asleep most of the time but he was there yeah he yeah he wasn't truant from science class (laughs) so Joe Rogan started his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, in 2009. It's huge. In 2020, he signed a $100 million multi-year deal with Spotify. And so Spotify has put a lot, a lot of money into him. They want it to pay off. Like I read at Wired that if you buy an mm-hmm. ad on The Joe Rogan Experience, you also have to buy an ad on another Spotify podcast. Oh, so it makes money for everyone. Yeah, so he, they're using him to make money across the board. So they're trying to get their money's worth. And like all of us during the pandemic, Joe regularly talks about coronavirus. 
and the pandemic on his podcast to his millions upon millions of listeners. But the problem is that Joe Rogan states a lot of false shit and he states it like it's a fact. Oh, yeah. Joe Rogan's favorite word is like interesting. Like he'll hear something or he'll say something and he'll be like, that's interesting. Or the point is the point I'm trying to make here is he won't say something that's questionable and be like, hmm, can we pause the podcast for a second? I think I want to look this up. I want to double check it on Google. That that doesn't happen. Yeah, like he frames it like it's a conversation, but he also states yeah. things like fact. Like, I don't think that's true. This is true. When he has no medical degree, like we said, he's not a scientist or a doctor. And, you know, it'd be one thing if he was like us and talking about stupid gossip shit or pop culture, but he's talking about medical information. <laughs> Exactly. And Michael, I would argue that if we started talking about medical stuff, it would be very clear right away that we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about. We wouldn't be phrasing it as though we were knowledgeable on the subject of medical stuff. Yeah, I mean, mean, the disclaimer would be, listen, we're about to talk about medical stuff and... We're just warning you, do not listen to anything we say. Yeah, consult with a doctor or a smart person. <laughs> yeah, just don't even listen to us. Even consult with Web, <laughs> WebMD over us, really. Even a broken <laughs> WebMD page yeah. has more medical the, authority than us. And the WebMD result is just like, are you serious? You list, you took medical advice from them? So here's just a few things that Joe Rogan has said about the vaccine and the pandemic. So in an April 2021 episode... He said that he thinks it's safe to get vaccinated. But if you're a healthy young person and you ask him if you should get vaccinated, he tell you not to. But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I I go, no. Are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You should if you're if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well and like. I don't think you need to worry about this. Yeah, I, t- I tend to agree with you. But there's a uh, lot of jobs that will tell you you need to have this. Well, that's what's but starting to happen now. Wor- people are worried about them doing it for their children. And we talked about this earlier, yeah. there's the, 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 that you might have to have your, your children vaccinated. And you know, I can tell you as someone who's both, both my children got the, va- the, the virus, it was nothing. Right, so first of right. all, if you're asking Joe Rogan for medical advice, you probably need to seek some mental help instead. Yeah, you need a doctor that has like a PhD on the end of their name. Yeah, if you're going to Joe Rogan and say, Joe Rogan, should I get vaccinated? Host of Fear Factor, should I get, who told people to eat a blended rat, should I get vaccinated? (laughs) Imagine the person being like, "Uh uh-uh, I am not getting vaccinated. The guy who once blended a rat and made contestants eat it told me that I don't need to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so he said healthy young people who exercise and eat right don't need to get vaccinated and that he was afraid children were going to start having to get the vaccine and both of his children have had coronavirus and it was nothing for them. So it's like nothing to children is what basically Well, how lucky for pushing. you, Joe Rogan, that it wasn't anything for you. It's like I feel yeah, like that we means all it's know the same that for have long COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and so at that time Dr. Fauci checked him for saying that and said that young people should definitely get the vaccine. So he also said that because he's had COVID-19, um, and by the way, he treated it with um, Iver, Iver, Invermectin, that, you know, the Invermectin. Yeah, 
yeah, he said he treated with that. He he's pushed it on his podcast. Um, it hasn't been proven to be an effective COVID treatment or cure, but he said that because he's had COVID, he has the antibodies and doesn't need to be vaccinated. Which, of course, experts have said that having COVID doesn't suddenly make you immune and that you should get vaccinated since people have had COVID multiple times. It's not chickenpox. No. Also, Michael, I have a quick question. And I know that we said at the top of this episode that people should not be taking medical advice from us. So that's my warning before I ask this question. But my question to you is this. When they they talk about like ivermectin or whatever, how are you supposed to take it? Because I'm picturing, I always say horse paste, and so I'm picturing toothpaste on a toothbrush. But how do you take it for COVID? Well, the only time I've taken paste is huff it. So that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> you, oh. you like okay, so like put it in a paper bag and, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. the, yeah. Dr. Michael says so, yeah. <laughs> All right, good to know. Well, there, there, you, there you heard it, folks. If you're interested in the horse paste, huff it. He also said that, um, you know, that Alex Jones is right a lot of the time. And I mean, as soon as he said that, you should have been like, I can't trust anything this person says. Yeah, they, immediately his podcast should have come with a warning being like, this is comedy. This is satire. This is just ha 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 nonfiction. Wait, fiction. <laughs> nonfiction is the real one. Fiction, fiction. They're like, we swear this is fiction. (laughs) Don't get it wrong. And he said a lot more. And it's got so bad that last month, a group of 270 doctors and scientists wrote an open letter to Spotify calling Joe Rogan a a menace to public health and that Spotify needs to stop the spread of medical misinformation and that Joe Rogan regularly pushes anti-vaccine rhetoric and conspiracy theories he brings up are not based in science. So they added that listeners, many listeners, do not have a medical background to recognize that what he's saying is bullshit. And some may take his medical advice, even though he's got the medical authority of a rock, basically. Yeah, of a blended rat. Oh, poor blended rat. And last (laughs) week, Neil Young threw down an ultimatum to Spotify and said that either Joe Rogan and his dangerous medical information goes, or he goes. And we all know who Spotify sided with. It's not a surprise. They sided with their $100 million investment. They pulled the music that Neil Young owns the rights to. They pulled it from their platform. Then the Joni Mitchell, she um, who has an amazing catalog, she joined Neil Young and said she stands with him and she's removing, removing her music from Spotify due to irresponsible people spreading lies that are costing people their lives. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who have a $30 million deal with Spotify, they say they didn't, they're not pulling their deal, but they said that they have <laughs> talked to Spotify before about their concerns over all the COVID misinformation. Um, Graham Nash and India Ari are also pulling their music from Spotify. And Peter Frampton, Sebastian Bach, and Perry Farrell all say they stand with Neil Young against Joe Rogan. And it's not about censorship. It's about, you know, a fucking lughead stating yeah. medical lies as fact. Yeah, exactly. Because it's true. It's like, it isn't censorship. It's like, nobody wants to censor what he's saying. 
because it's like to me censorship is saying like um i'm right and you're wrong and it's like well i'm allowed to have that opinion but it's like he's not stating opinions he's saying stuff like don't get the vaccine and covid isn't a big deal it's like those aren't opinions those are just wrong statements those are incorrect yeah they're they're exactly so that's what people who are against it saying like it's not censorship it's him spreading medical lies that can endanger people uh but joe rogan does have some defenders the rock appreciates uh joe rogan uh kat von d who (laughs) a huge shock (laughs) Huge shock that notorious anti-vaxxer Kat Von D would be on the side of the person who's telling people to uh, do horse pace. I am shocked. i got to pick myself up off the floor on that one. She's with uh, Joe. And Howard Stern, who has dragged and shit on Joe Rogan for spreading misinformation, said that he's not for censorship. So he doesn't think Spotify should drop Joe Rogan. But... He thinks that Neil Young is in the right for blacklisting Spotify for hosting dangerous information. So Spotify responded to the backlash by saying that they will put a disclaimer on any podcast that talks about COVID-19. So does that, we're on Spotify, does that mean us? Oh, yeah. We're talking about COVID-19. Yeah, except the Spotify might listen to one episode and be like, nobody, nobody is going to believe the stuff they're saying. Yeah, people this are is far parody. Too... Yeah, this... they're like, people are too smart to listen to. Or they'll look and they'll say, listen, their two listeners probably know better. So we don't even need to bother. So and then they will send, uh, Spotify also says that they will send listeners to their COVID-19 hub, which includes podcasts that cover COVID information from professionals. And believe it or not, Joe Rogan's podcast is not in that COVID-19 hub. And Joe Rogan himself talked about all of this in an 11-minute-long video on Instagram where he said he's not trying to spread misinformation or be controversial, and he's just trying to talk about current issues, and he admitted that he has no idea what he's going to talk about with guests before they come on, and he's not really prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Rogan basically just admitted that he does no research. He rolls into the studio and just throws the cans on his head and is like, all right, let's do this. What am I, who am I talking to today? Yeah, he just rolls out of bed, basically. And he said that a lot of the clips of him saying false, spreading false information were taken out of context and that Uh he's going to try to have a more balanced show, meaning he'll have experts from both sides. Which, do we think he's actually going to do that? Well, let me tell you something. So (laughs) during Joe's video, he said that he loves Joni Mitchell, right? And he said he loves her song, Chucky's in Love. Okay. That's not a Joni Mitchell song. (laughs) No. That's a Ricky Lee Jones song. So he's already spreading misinformation in his apology video. He he couldn't even do it. He, He couldn't even do one day. No, not even one second. He's like, I will try not to spread misinformation. Next line. I love Joni Mitchell's song, Chucky's in Love. 
And the next day, he tweeted a claim that Invermectin was found in a clinical trial to be effective against Omicron. But that story ended up being false. So he had to pull that tweet. So no, he hasn't learned his lesson. Oh my God, Joe Rogan cannot do his own research. Like he needs to, I don't know who is doing his research for him. It feels like he's just got his nephew on a computer just looking up Google. I think he needs to hire some. Someone it's the blended needs, rat. Who needs so, Yeah. The, <laughs> someone needs to resurrect that rat, put the rat to work, and the rat will be like, okay, I've got, I'm looking for two sources. Here's where you were going wrong. You were just picking the first hit that came up on Google. I'm choosing two. <laughs> yeah. Do you, so do you think Spotify should drop him? I don't think... Oh, wow. How do I say this without sounding like I'm a, like defending Joe Rogan? Because I need to stress, I am not. <laughs> but like, I don't think they should drop him. But I think that somebody who is smart, not one of Joe Rogan's friends, not like one of Joe Rogan's fans. The rat. Smart, the rat. The rat. I know. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't want to put too much work on this rat because obviously the rat has a lot to do. But I am I'm sure the rat will be compensated properly from Spotify. Because we all know that Spotify compensates their artists so well. <laughs> but the I feel like the rat needs to sit down Joe Rogan and say, listen, nobody is censoring you, but you need to actually do some research before you just open your mouth and say bullshit because you are clearly not a very smart person. And I think that Joe Rogan himself would maybe even admit that he's not that smart. I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm just saying he's not that smart. And it's like Spotify, whoever... Should just be like, listen, before you start talking about stuff that you don't know anything about, nothing about, take an hour, read a pamphlet, do anything rather than just showing up and winging it. Stop winging it. That's what I would say if I was Spotify. I'd be like, please, you cannot wing this anymore. But I but I totally support the artists who have pulled their stuff. Well, yeah, I think so. Spotify, apparently their stock has been dropping and they mm-hmm. reportedly lost $4 billion in their market valuation last week. And people say they're canceling left and right. So if they lose money, they're probably going to drop Joe Rogan because at the end of the day, it's all about money. That's true. They don't yet. Yeah, they're loyal to no. I don't think they will. But like you said, like he basically says he wings it and yeah. <laughs> they should hire some, you know, they obviously have the money because they paid him $100 million dollars. So they should get some medical experts and they should fact check him. They should probably like go over the episodes before they go out. And if something is way off base, just fucking cut it or put a disclaimer. But if they cut everything that's a lie, what is he going to be left with? It's going to be a three second podcast to be like, hi, I'm Joe Rogan. And then like abrupt cut. Thanks for joining us this week. See you next week. (laughs) This, no, this save, week was sponsored save. by um, Willowbrook. Casper. Bill, what is it called? Casper. <laughs> Casper. Yeah, they'll save room. The whole thing will just be an ad. Hi, I'm Joe Rogan. Let me tell you a little thing about Casper mattresses. And that's been a great week. See, see you guys later. <laughs> but that to me is like, maybe what they should do is like, I don't think they yeah. should drop him, but they should go over his episodes well, I mean, to make Michael, sure it's it's all good because even us yeah. like we don't have a team <laughs> we don't have any money and whenever like i catch one of us saying something false yeah. i just delete it if you and i who are very busy business people can take time to like outline what we're going to talk about 
And like you said, we will cut things that aren't true. Or if we have a question, there have been times, again, not to pull back the curtain uh, on the great and powerful Oz here, but there have been times where we've been talking about stuff while we're recording and then all of a sudden we'll go, you know what, let's check, let's double check that because I'm not sure about that. Yeah. And we'll look it up and be like, okay, no, we were actually wrong. So scratch that Yeah, we record it or whatever. Yeah. And we're not even talking about medical information. We're talking about like J-Lo's love life. And like, yeah, we're talking about like J-Lo's birthday, things like that. <laughs> yeah, or like Charles' real age or something, which, by the way, is eternally 19. I, you can fact check me on that. It's true. But yeah, like if we can do that and we're like two idiots, well, you're not an idiot, one idiot and a genius. Michael, so, that's kind of you, but let's be honest, this is a two-idiot <laughs> situation. <laughs> but yeah, if two if two dumb dumb idiots can, you know, rub our two brain cells together and be like, hmm, something doesn't seem right, we should check that, then the Joe Rogan can do that as well. He can at least try one episode. Okay, now we need to talk about Gina Gershon, that is. D- you didn't even have to say her last name. She's a, she's a one-name person. I'm sure everybody knew who we were talking about when you said Gina. They're like, uh, Gina Davis? From, they're like, Gina from Martin? <laughs> that's, that's my, that was my first thought, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't even Gina Gershon, and I knew we were going to talk about Gina Gershon. I'm like, wait, <laughs> am I going to talk about Gina from Martin? <laughs> and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so I wanted to cover this story because I've been a huge Gina Gershon fan since Showgirls, like love at first sight. Like that did she's it for incredible. me. So she's the only celebrity I've asked to take a picture with, except like the really? Easter Bunny. Yeah, she's the only one. Did she, did she take it with you? Yeah, I think I talked about that here. It was a long time ago, but it was like before social media. And the fir- I asked her, was it a strip club? And I asked her like, can I take a picture with you? And she said, okay, but don't put this on the internet. And this was like- incredible. So long ago. I mean, nobody put pictures on the internet. But anyways, so, and I saw her in Cabaret. And was she great? No. But I still stood up and gave her a standing ovation because that's the kind of, that's how much I love her. Yeah. And, I mean, I've paid to see movies in theaters just because Gina Gershon was in the movie. And a lot of times I was the only one in the theater along with whoever I dragged with. Like, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, I'm going to name some Gina Gershon movies that I paid to see in the movie theater, Allison. And you tell me if you okay. know these movies. Okay, okay. Okay, if you've heard of these movies or not. The World, Then the Fireworks. Oh, no, no. Okay, and I think I really think I was the only one in the theater for this one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this one you probably have heard. Palmetto. Yes, I'm aware of Palmetto. Okay, yeah, that one was a little bigger. I think it was Woody Harrelson and Elizabeth Shue and Gina Gershon. I feel yeah. like so I... was Oliver Platt in Palmetto as well. Sure, yeah, okay. yeah. It was a bigger, a little bigger movie, and I went to see that. So Lulu on the Bridge. No, I don't know. No, okay. Guinevere. No, not for okay. Demon Lover. Nope. Okay, final one. Pray for Rock and Roll. No. I okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> so I would say that's how much of a fan I am. Okay. So, well, she's in a Woody Allen movie. Will you be going to see that one as well, Michael? No, I will not. It was shot a while ago. And mm-hmm. I knew that. And now she's doing promo for the movie. And she defended Woody Allen. 
Oh no. Oh. God, why? Why, God, why, Gina, why? See, this is why you should not, you should not, like, be a fan of anyone. They're going to let you down. It's true. Yeah, don't, don't meet your heroes, right? This is like, don't, don't have heroes. Don't have don't heroes. Don't see don't see what kind of uh, roles your heroes have been taking recently because they might let you down. Yeah, or choose ones that you know are not going to fuck up, like Dolly Parton. Cut to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Dolly ever, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. No. Like, no. yeah. So, um, as everyone knows, Woody Allen has been accused of sexually assaulting Dylan Farrell when she was mm-hmm. a little girl. HBO did a whole docu-series about it. Woody has denied her allegations. And many actors have defended working with him. Right. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Javier uh, Bardem. Javier Bardem several times. Alec Baldwin, Diane Keaton, um, Scarlett Johansson. And other actors have said they regret working with Woody Allen, like Kate Winslet. Um, Colin Firth, mm-hmm. Rebecca Hall, uh, uh, Mrs. Maisel, what's her name? Rachel uh, Bro- Rachel Brosnahan? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. But Gina does not regret it and would work with him again. So Gina's in a Woody Allen movie called, do, let me ask you, Allison, do you know the name of Woody Allen's newest movie? Oh my God. And you know what, Michael, the worst part is I looked this up about an hour ago before we started this episode and I cannot remember it. It's like, uh, oh, it's like a stroll in something or a walk no. on something. Or... It's not a memorable title. No. Okay, you would think it? with a Woody Allen movie, it'd be like a stroll in, in where, you know, Seville or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's called Rifkin's Festival. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mentioned like, it. Yeah, it was Rifkin. Um, it was shot all the way back in the summer of 2019. It got a limited release in the U.S. this year and is streaming. So the movie also stars Wallace Shawn, Steve Gutenberg, and Christoph Waltz. So Gina was doing an interview with WGN in, in Chicago and was asked why she chose to work with Woody Allen. Mm-hmm. And she said... Because he's a genius. You know, it serves no one to keep great artists from working, even the alleged victims, right? And Woody Allen, you know, it makes me a little sad that that's how you lead this whole talk about talking about all that controversy instead of talking about what an incredible artist he is. And for me as an actress, I mean, he's been inspiring me ever since I could remember. I, listen, I love Gina as much as the next Michael, but when she, when she's talking about, like, Woody Allen being a genius and, like, you can't, like, stifle that type of genius, like, don't don't bury your light under a bushel and whatever, it's, like, um, other than, other than, like, Manhattan and Annie Hall, Hannah and her sisters, uh, name a good Woody Allen movie. Like, name one that you consider to be a genius movie. It's hard. Bullets over Broadway? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, that's a good movie. But aside from that one, pick another one. <laughs> well, not only that, but she, when she was like, um, you know, and I'm very upset that you brought this up. Yeah. Girl, you're like doing press for a Woody Allen movie. And so many celebrities have 
said they would not work with him again. It is a relevant question. It's You should think it's going to be the only question. That's yeah. the story. It, yeah, first and only question. That's like doing a movie with Roman Polanski and then being absolutely shocked that someone would be like, uh, so why did you choose to work with this person? Like, yeah, that's what I would ask too if I was a reporter uh, covering a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, because like, Nobody cares about the movie. And Wallace Shawn, he was doing the interview with Gina. He took it to another level. I mean, I know he, this breaks my he, heart. he like defends Woody like almost no other. I'm like, I, what does he have on you, Wallace Shawn? <laughs> I know. Well, also, Wallace Shawn, legendary character actor, a man who literally doesn't have to audition anymore because people are just like, we're looking for a Wallace Shawn type. Call Wallace Shawn. See if Wallace Shawn can do it. And I'm like, do you need the work, Wallace Shawn? I don't think you do. Yeah. And he 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 said that he thinks Woody is innocent. Uh-oh. Um, that um, it's an injustice that we're even talking about it. Um, that, and he also said everyone has their strange personal life, and when people are famous, everybody thinks they can speculate about it. Most of your listeners and viewers have strange things in their background. Uh, I don't think being accused of abusing a child is a should be categorized as a strange thing. A strange thing is like, you know, I like to to chew my toenails off yeah and then use my toenails to floss my teeth or a a strange thing is like i i used to shoplift underwear from secondhand stores that's a weirdo strange thing i'm not saying i did i'm not saying i did that was an example (laughs) (laughs) i I, not me personally i I never did that anymore anymore (laughs) anymore yeah exactly molestation not but um yeah, and then Gina then added that it was a family issue and none of our business. But I'd argue that it becomes Gina's business when it's affecting her career and her fans are looking at her, like me, differently. Yeah, I would agree that too. I mean, listen, when I said that it hurt me about Wallace Shawn, I like Wallace Shawn as an actor. That is someone from our childhoods, The Princess Bride, Clueless. Uh, my dinner with Andre. I'm sure we all watched that as children. But it's like I love Wallace Shawn. <laughs> when Wallace Shawn like started defending him, I'm like, Wallace, please stop, please don't do this, Wallace. <laughs> and it wasn't even the first time. Like I went back, he's defended yes. him many times, and he's called yeah. on other actors to defend him. Like he's ride or die for Woody. It's so bizarre. And it's all of this for a movie that nobody's going to see. So it opened like last week. Guess how much it made at the U.S. box office? $750,000. I made $24,000. That's pretty low. Yeah, and it was probably Wallace Shawn who bought all the tickets. Yeah, he he had like a party for his friends. He's like, come see this beautiful Woody Allen movie. Innocent Woody Allen. Woody Allen, just a guy with a little bit of strange stuff in his past. Michael, I have some very exciting baby news to share with you. A very special person is pregnant, and that special person is Unana Rihanna. Rihanna's having a baby. Okay. Is that exciting okay. for you? Not. I didn't flip out as much as everyone else did. I don't know why. I don't know why, I but I got 
I got excited. <laughs> I felt joy. I felt happiness. A little part of me was like, uh, you know, one of my ears or one of my ears. <laughs> one of my eyes started tearing up. Really? You're starting up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was excited for her. I don't know why. I don't know why. I have no idea why. Why do I feel a connection to Rihanna of all the people? Rihanna would be like, I don't it's know. Good you. Yeah, it's, it's good news. It's good news. It's exciting. Yeah. So she's having a baby with ASAP Rocky, who she's been dating for like a year and a half. This is the first baby for both of them. And Michael, I think we've talked before in this podcast about how much we appreciate um, pictures that are look to be candid but they're not they're clearly staged have we talked oh, about no, this, this before yeah these don't even look candid these, these are not are candid so staged yes so it's rihanna and asap rocky out on the streets of new york and she's got like a winter coat on but it's unbuttoned and you can see her uh tummy which obviously has a baby in it and they're posing and they're kissing and it's very I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy a large budget uh, pregnancy announcement like that. Where was the budget? Oh, her outfit? Yeah, I think yeah, her outfit was like coat... $15,000. I was going to say, that coat was expensive. You know it was. She's not going to Old Navy and buying the $60 coat. It was a little off-brand for her. A bit, yeah. Like, announcing it in Pat pictures. And it's like, wasn't she fucking freezing? Like, isn't that... That baby must have been freezing. Because it's cold in New York. And she, like, you know, has her yeah. stomach out to show us that she's pregnant. Yeah, it's cold. I wouldn't even be taking my mittens off. And there she is with her, like, stomach all the way out. But you know what, though? She's super rich, though. So I assume that she probably has, like, an assistant who's holding, like, a heating pad on her stomach. And then she would tell the assistant, she'd be like, okay, three, two, one. And then they'd, like, run away, take a picture, come back, put the, put the, uh, whatever, electric blanket, perhaps. I don't know. Or you may you may be right. It was a high budget, and it was actually shot like in a sound studio, and was heated, like the Avengers. Yeah, like to look like <laughs> New York. But what do you think um, her baby's first words are going to be? Oh, this is my corny joke. Bitch, better have my bottle. No, it's going to be where's the album? Yeah. <laughs> no, that baby knows better. It knows better than to ask. <laughs> Okay, so there's other baby news. This is less surprising because this person uh, has a lot of children. Uh, but Nick Cannon is having another kid. I should say someone that uh, had sex with Nick Cannon is having another kid. Nick Cannon, I just kind of, I feel like he just like shows up in like waves and is like, all right, see you guys at the next birth announcement, which could be months yeah. from now. So Or weeks. Or weeks, really. Could be hours, technically. So the person who's pregnant right now is a model named uh, Brie TFC. She's like a model uh, slash, I don't know, jack of all trades. She does a lot of stuff, apparently. Um, and so we don't really know exactly how far along she is. I read on the internet, someone said she's like four months, but they had a gender reveal party over the weekend. It's going to be a little boy. And this is, when I say this, this is his eighth child. These are Nick Cannon's current children. Nick Cannon's 41. Okay. So let's check back in with him at 51 and see what's going on there. But at 41, he's got 10-year-old twins named Monroe and Moroccan that he made with Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. He has a um, 4-year-old son named Golden and a 1-year-old daughter named Powerful Queen, which he made with his uh, ex-girlfriend, Brittany Bell. Okay. He has 7-month-old twins named 
Okay, hold on. I gotta, like, I gotta stack myself up for saying these ones because I always fucked them up. Zion, Mixolydian, and Zillion Error with okay. his ex, Abby De La Rosa. Mm-hmm. And then, as most people remember, he also had um, uh, a new baby named Zen that he made with his uh, ex-girlfriend, Alyssa Scott. But Zen passed away uh, in December at five months old from a brain tumor. So, very sad. But now he's expecting another child. And he's had a lot of babies, like, within a year. Yeah, I mean, I'm. it's like seven-month-old twins. He has a one-year-old baby and she's not the youngest not by a long shot no he has uh, he's he's the anti-drake because drake is you know over here like putting hot sauce in his condom so groupies can't have his baby and and like the worst words you can say to nick cannon are you know please put on a condom yeah oh absolutely nick cannon is doing the most to be as fertile as possible like, is it Mountain Dew that makes you fertile, or is it Mountain Dew that makes you sterile? That's a thing. In high school, it was. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Yeah, it was, I think Mountain Dew made you, I think it lowered your sperm count. Anyway, the point is, if we see Nick Cannon with Mountain Dew at his house, then we know that it's the one where it makes you fertile. Yeah, we'll know the truth. Yeah. So, Michael, if you had to describe what Minnie Mouse wears, what would you say she wears? Describe her ensemble. What she normally wears? Yeah. She wears is, like a red dress, red and white polka dot little mm-hmm. party dress. Yes. It's very cute. But she has a new outfit um, in honor of the 30th anniversary of Disneyland Paris, a.k.a. Euro Disney. Um, Stella McCartney decided to give Minnie Mouse a makeover. And so it's sure like new little look is she has a blue and black polka dot pantsuit. So she still has polka dots. That's obviously a big thing for Minnie. Um, and matching shoes. And Michael, do you think that this makeover was well-received or are people mad about it? Well, the reasonable thinking people are fine with it because Minnie works it. She's worn pants before. The lunatics who like to scream about something are screaming about this. Yeah, of course, because they think that, I don't know, they're like... Femininity is over. Yeah, they're like, they're gender queering Minnie by putting pants on her or something like that. They're so mad. But really, Michael, all of these people need to calm down and stop worrying about Minnie. They need to focus on the fact that Donald has been walking around with no pants for decades. I know, he's been flashing us forever. And Daisy Duck, too. Sometimes she don't wear those bloomers. She lets it all hang out. Oh, that's true. Ooh, Daisy and Donald are freaks. They're freaks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Speaking of animals, lots of celebrities have bought NFTs recently. NFT is, Michael, can you say the word? Because I always mess it up. Non-fungible token? Yes. That's it. So Justin Bieber has bought one of those. They're called like Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs. It's the picture of a monkey. That's, yeah. that's the best way I can describe it. Have you seen like a, a picture- cartoon monkey with like a gold chain and glasses? Yeah, exactly. Have you seen a lazy drawn picture of a monkey recently okay those are expensive justin bieber bought one so his is called board ape nft number 3001 it's a monkey surprise it's wearing a black t-shirt it has tears in his eyes and justin bieber bought it for uh like a rumored 
$1.29 million, which is um, like 500 cryptocurrency something. Bought it for that. And people are saying that he overpaid by three times that it's not actually worth the money he paid for it. It's worth like a third of what he paid for it. I think they're saying five times because I think it was worth like $200,000 or something or like $300,000. Oh my God. Okay, that makes it even worse. Like this is obviously some kind of money laundering situation, is it not? Or they just know Justin Bieber is a fucking idiot and will overpay for something. (laughs) Finally, Michael, it's Valentine's Day coming up fairly soon in two weeks. And I don't know what your plans are for Valentine's Day. But if you have some extra money in your wallet, maybe you would like to name a roach after your ex? No, I care. Roaches don't deserve that. (laughs) Well, if you are the type of person who would like to do that. So the San Antonio Zoo, they've had a fundraiser for the past three years. It's called, I love this name, the Cry Me a Cockroach Fundraiser. (laughs) Why didn't they just call it Cry Me a Cock? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. It's right there. Exactly. We don't need roach. We know what you're talking about. So what they do is they have this thing where, okay, so for $5, you can purchase a piece of lettuce with your ex's name on it. For $10, they can you can purchase a roach with your ex's name on it. And for $25, you can get a rodent with your ex's name on it. And then they you, you can watch them feed it to an animal in the zoo. And their feet, they're not just giving them to random animals. Like they're giving them to animals who their diets are roaches or lettuce or rodents. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not they're not just they didn't just find like a a tiger a stray like, dog. Yeah, I'll do it that's <laughs> straight just a guy one of the zookeepers he's like I'll eat them Joe Rogan Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah Joe he's Joe like Rogan you're gonna need to blend it up first you're gonna need to blend up that rat before I yeah, eat it Joe Rogan's like how much for a rodent A few episodes ago, we did basically a Where Are They Now on Millions of Milkshakes, which was one of the fame whore centrals of the early aughts. A delicious place to be. We're going to do another Where Are They Now, and we're going back to the early aughts. Um, But this one gets dark. It gets very dark. It gets very sad. It gets messy. We're going to talk about Tila Tequila. Uh, you remember Tila Tequila, Allison? Of course I do. I remember Tila Tequila from the MySpace days. I remember her from reality TV. And I also know her from the times that she has been in the news. Yeah. Yeah. So Tila Tequila, she, her born name is Tian Tan Ti Nguyen. She was born in Singapore. She grew up in Texas She had a rough time growing up. She moved to California at the beginning of the 2000s and modeled. So she modeled for Playboy. And then she also got into music. She joined a band. Um, She made her reality show debut in 2003 on a show I completely forgot about. I don't even know if I knew this show existed. So it was on VH1 called Surviving Nugent. And basically contestants like uh, competed as Ted Nugent's assistant, basically. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, you took me back with that because I never watched that show, but I remember watching the promos for that show. That's It was to be his assistant? 
Yeah. Oh, my God. They fell from grace with that shit. I know. It's so... But, I mean, don't you they remember... They were desperate. Though, in, the er- in the early 2000s, anything got a reality show. Yeah, right? VH1, like, everybody got a reality show. Yeah, it could be like Ted Nugent clipped my toenails. Like, it could be anything. And it basically was. Yeah. So, in... So, Tila joined MySpace in 2003, and that kind of started it all. She became the biggest MySpace user... She was called the queen of MySpace. Uh, Many consider her one of the first big social media stars. And from there, she signed on with Will I Am's label. She made some music. And in 2007, she was in a couple movies like I Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. I forgot she was in that. I forgot about that movie, too. Completely. (laughs) Also in 2007 was her big VH1 dating show. Yes. Uh, a Shot at Love with Tila Tequila. It was a bisexual dating show because both straight men and lesbians were fighting for Tila's love. Yeah. You may recall the logo was two shot glasses, one with blue liquid, one with pink liquid. Really, really ground, ground ba- groundbreaking stuff, technically, for the early 2000s. Yeah, they really, they really brought it with that. And it was a train wreck, like most... VH1 reality shows. Um, it, it got a second season, but after that, it went away. And at the time, um, you know, the church was like condemning the show. Uh, oh, absolutely. Tila bashed the church saying, you know, for condemning homosexuality and said that like God is a big part of her life. So that was like in 2000. So when her 2007. So when her rally show ended, she continued to make music. She had a dating website. She had all these projects going on. She also like around then used to write me and she was very nice. Like she was really yeah, she wrote me several times. We'd go back and forth and she was very very nice. Okay. So then in 2010 is when things started to turn. So uh-huh. Tila was engaged to Casey Johnson. Um, Casey Johnson was the heir, one of the heirs to the Johnson and Johnson fortune. Of the lotions and the creams. Yeah, and, uh, band-aids. Uh, Casey died at 30 of untreated diabetes. At the time, she was also suffering from bipolar disorder. So that happened in 2010. And in 2012, Tila went to rehab after she said she almost died from overdosing and suffered a brain aneurysm. Then in 2013 is when it really got fucked up. Tila posted an article on her Facebook page called Why I Sympathize with Hitler, Part 1. Right, and I remember at the time when this happened, I remember seeing it, and to me, my immediate response was, oh, she just got hacked. Like, she's a famous person, her Facebook got hacked, this happens all the time. Like if you're a famous person, someone hacks in and they post stuff like why I sympathize with Hitler or like, you know, something about a penis. Like basically it's always something really shitty. And I just like brushed it off being like, oh, it's obviously something dumb. And no, I was wrong. It wasn't, she wasn't hacked. No. And it's like, you don't need a part two. Because it, it was why sympathize with Hitler part one. You really don't need a part two. Like, we, we got it. You really just need the title, and that's all I need to know. Oh, yeah. We don't need to read it. It's very clear in that title what's going on. Yeah, she got kicked off of Facebook because of it. So then 
in 2015, she was cast in Celebrity Big Brother over in the UK, but she lasted like a minute because they somehow discovered these Nazi sympathizing posts. Yeah, like two years later. Yeah, they knew. They just the they got a lot of backlash, so they kicked her off. Tila apologized at the time, and she blamed her anti-Semitic views and, uh, um, on drug addiction and depression. Okay. But Tila did not stop, and she continued to spread super heinous anti-Semitic and racist stuff. She aligned herself with white supremacists. She endorsed Donald Trump. She said she believes that the earth is flat. She said that she was never bisexual or a lesbian, and she only pretended to be bisexual for her reality show. She said that being gay is wrong. She's been kicked off of every social media platform for spreading racism and anti-Semitism. She's covering everything, by the way. Yeah, and like in some YouTube videos, she you can tell she's having some kind of breakdown because she like she uses the n word like nothing. Like she tosses around like like we toss around the word like. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's excessive. And you know, and she rambles a lot, kind of incoherently. She talks a lot about God. She says that a lot of what she says comes off racist, but it's coming from God. Um, she also claimed to be married to Jesus. She also has two children. She has a seven-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter. And Tila and the father of her seven-year-old, they got into a custody situation in 2019 with her accusing, with him accusing her of child endangerment. Tila was able to keep custody, but was told not to drink or do drugs around her children. And then in 2020, Tila was accused of trying to kidnap her neighbor's children so she could baptize them in her bathtub. And when the children's grandmother tried to stop her, Tila called the woman Satan. Oh, that's not that's not good. That's not good. You you cannot try to kidnap someone to baptize them. I don't know anything about the law, but I know that that's probably illegal. And as for what she's doing now, she's still a neo-Nazi. She's still on YouTube. I went to her YouTube channel and kind of looked over things. Um, she has one video from a couple of days ago. This is all you need to know. It's titled, My Joseph Stalin Hour Has Come. Jesus Got Me Upgraded SS Officer Coats. And it's just a video of her modeling an SS officer coat. That's... Not what I would have predicted her last video would be, but that's surprising and not surprising at the same time. Yeah, so that's, we're ending this one on a horrible sad note, but that's what Tila Tequila is up to, and that's what... Yeah, well, something that we were kind of talking about before off the record was, I was mentioning to you that it feels like people who became really, really famous in like the early 2000s, in kind of like the beginning part of social media and the beginning part of the internet. Um, like, I, I mean, like when the internet really kicked off, right? Um, those same people that became famous, it's really rare for them to not be famous anymore. Like someone that I always think about is someone like a Heidi Montag, where 
even if she's not on a TV show or even if she's not that famous, it's like she's still on Instagram just being kind of, I don't want to say the word normal, but it's like you can kind of tell what people are still doing. But with Tila Tequila, it feels like she kind of dropped off, but then became a completely different person. And I would argue that she doesn't make the same kind of headlines that she did before, but she's obviously still doing the same stuff she was doing previous to that. It's a very, what I'm trying to say is it's a very interesting sort of thing to see how somebody who is so famous, like I remember during like the A Shot at Love years, she was huge. She was like a huge celebrity, like massive. I think she didn't really drop off like you can find her I think because she got kicked off of all these platforms for saying just horrible horrible things and also it's like nobody really wants to check for her because it's sad you know and she did with the story about like her trying to kidnap her neighbor's children she did make headlines with that and it was all like this is very sad yeah it's 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 sad stuff and it's kind of just like I don't know. Obviously, there's like, probably, uh, we don't obviously know what's going on behind the scenes. It like feels like mental illness, sort of. But it just to me, it's like, it's so wild to see somebody who was like at the peak of their fame, like the peak of, you know, 2008 fame. She was huge. And then kind of like checking in with her is, it's a bummer. That ends this show. Um, we're ending it on a bummer. Um, and if you have a where are they now you'd like us to cover, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. You can also email us at dtp at delisted.com if you've got a note for us for whatever reason. Thank you for listening to us. We'll be back next week. See you then. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>